today we're going to be talking about uh, the use of, uh, can I say cannabinoids or just CBD? So it's probably best to say CBDA. So how CBDA can help with uh, musculoskeletal um, problems as well as, as joint conditions, correct? Correct. All right. Fantastic. Hi, welcome to the Regenerative Warrior and Medical Influencers Show. My name is Dr. Ross Carter. Um, I'd like to welcome our special guest. His name is Dr. Philip Zini III. Welcome to our show. Thank you. Glad to be here. How did you get involved in this area? Sure. So my, my background is musculoskeletal medicine. Um, ever since my residency and then fellowship in sports medicine, it's always revolved around that. Yes. Uh, both invasive and non-invasive. And it was about December of 2017 when the state of Nevada followed federal guidelines for opioid prescriptions and said, hey, you know, uh, there's this massive um, overdose. And, and unfortunately in Nevada, uh, they were able to link it really to um, a rural area and a handful of providers. Mainly everyone was being... Uh, judiciously using them, but there's a couple um, over prescribers. So uh -huh. with that in mind, and with the regulations becoming more onerous, I thought to myself, um, I can either practice medicine uh, the way I want to do it, um, or um, I could go through all these hoops and risk uh, losing my license uh, because the regulations were so onerous. So um, I said, I'm going to leave the opioid prescriptions to the pain management people and then look for alternatives. Uh, so that's how I, through research um, and through study, um, I found out that the use of uh, cannabinoids, specifically CBDA. And if you, if you look at historically, uh, cannabinoids as a general class have been used back to biblical times where they found the residue on altars. So um, it's been around for eons and that could be maybe even another talk another time um, of how the use of it um, may be changed over time. And because of that, um, we have seen um, a decrease in overall wellness. Anyway, I figured out I need to have something to offer my patients because the federal guidelines were um, if someone has pain, you tell them to take Tylenol, you take maybe an NSAID like a naproxen um, or naproxen, I guess I'm not supposed to use trade names. Um, I said Tylenol, acetaminophen. So anyway, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to say, you know, take this over the counter stuff and that's gonna help your pain from someone that was taking maybe four or six um, Oxycontin a day. Um, and then if that doesn't work, you're on an antidepressant and uh, then you have all the side effects of the antidepressants. And then you're supposed to say exercise while they're in pain. So then they're really going to be exercising. Um, and then uh, behavioral change, you know, see a psychologist, psychiatrist, something like that um, to help you get over this addiction that you just manifested because some big pharmaceutical company told a physician, hey, you know, uh, we want you to take this drug because I guess I should also say um, somewhat, um, and uh, forgive me, I don't, I don't know your, your background. Um, so I, I, I may pigeonhole myself. Um, the AMA came out and said, you know, there's this fifth 
um, kind of vital sign. And we're supposed to be taking the pain level of people. Um, and with that fifth vital sign, everyone was recording all of these pain that people are in, patients who are in as they're coming into our practice. And they're saying, we well, got to do something about it. You know, it's a vital sign. You got to treat it. You got to do something with it. So that was another thing that kind of fueled the opioid because, you know, people weren't getting better with their pain management with everything over the counter or the typical prescription NSAIDs. So that's where the narcotics came in handy. So all that being said, which really doesn't help much, you had to have something. So I started doing my research and I think it was right around 2005 uh, that started mounting more and more research, uh, primarily in animal models um, of the benefits of CBD in general. And then it goes all the way back to 1980 when uh, Dr. Raphael McCollum, um, a professor out of the University of Jerusalem, I believe, I think it's called the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. Uh, he's the father of CBD and specifically of CBDA and found out that it was a thousand times more potent than CBD. A is just the acidic or the raw form. So people would naturally think, okay, so if I just go chew on a hemp plant or um, back in the 60s and 70s, it was hemp rope, that would solve everything, right? Well, not exactly, uh, because it, it has to get into your system. So it has to be bioavailable. So that's where the conundrum was, is how do you get this CBDA bioavailable? And then it's off to the races because the federal government said that as long as your product had less than 0.3% THC, then you could uh, sell it on the open market and you can find it literally anywhere, not just your local head shop, but you can find it literally anywhere. Um, but still the challenge was how do you get that CBDA into a, a bioavailable uh, format? Hey, this is Dr. Ross Carter again. Listen, um, if you're a doctor or a medical professional or interested in adding exosomes to your practice, or if you're actually a potential patient who's interested in exosomes, I want you to listen. Now, the company that we're recommending, I have a, an agreement with. Basically, I refer them business. Now, I would rather, if you're getting exosomes, make sure to get it from an actual company and not a distributor. So I'm not you know, doing it that way. Basically, I'm just referring you to them. If, but if I do refer them to you or you to them, basically what you'll get is not only will you get product from them uh, at the best price you can get, but you'll also get an additional bonus of free uh, amniotic exosome products as well. So, so what that means is if you order uh, the uh, the placental exosomes, the MSC exosomes, you'll get in addition for free amniotic uh, exosomes absolutely free. So if you're using amniotic exosomes, you're already paying for those. And so you get a, you get a vial of those for free with, with purchase of the MSC exosomes. And hopefully you see the, the, the difference in the value by now. If you're a patient and considering this and you think, hey, I'd like to do this procedure, um, all you got to do is you can contact me and I'll, I'll send you places that could be close to you. So here's how to contact me. Just go to my, just send me an email at drrosscarter at gmail.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R -S -S -E at gmail.com. 
or you can call or text me at 561-962-1231. That's 561-962-1231. So either email me or text me or call me. It's just best to email or text me and I can get back with you with that information. So if you're considering this, uh, let me uh, you know be the reference point and it, it helps to support the show. Obviously, uh, I get a little uh, a benefit if I refer you. So um, I wanna be transparent about that. So please support the show and email or text me and I can get you connected and give you the best prices plus, a special is you're going to get additional amniotic fluid exosomes for free. Can't beat that. So uh, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the show. Uh, I'll let it continue. Here you go. Gotcha. All right. So tell me about that. How do you do that? So there's a, a couple ways. Um, one is CBDA is, is, is an unstable uh, form. Um, so it's volatile. So that means that you either have to stabilize it in a liquid form um, or you have to be able to aromatize it um, or vaporize it. Um, and that makes it a lot more bioavailable. The problem is that when you inhale something at a high temperature, it seems to create more inflammatory changes with the lungs. And um, we saw a big fallout, I think it was about two years ago now, um, and the company Juul, uh, J-U-U-L, um, was chastised and uh, they had lawsuits uh, because they were creating all these inflammatory um, lung conditions in young kids because it was cool to have a, an e-cigarette or e-type of vaping device. And they're developing all these issues with uh, pulmonary inflammatory conditions. So they took it off the market. Honestly, that's the best way to get it into your system. That's the most bioavailable and it's the, the most uniform absorption. Okay, so now that's out of the picture uh, because- Wait, you're saying all vaping is out? Um, theoretically, it should be uh, because no. of, the, of the high volatile temperature, you're creating all these um, extraordinary chemical compounds that can create inflammatory issues. Um, I don't believe, I, I think there are still available those type of devices. You're, you're right. They, they are still available. Um, however, um, in my own practice, um, I just had a guy uh, test positive uh, for COVID. And I said, you know, um, you really should stop vaping because it's exacerbating your lungs. So he stopped it. Um, his respiratory symptoms from COVID um, got remarkably better. Um, I also gave him some inhaled steroids that helped out tremendously too. Um, but um, he said, you know, I feel so much better. I, I, I don't know why. And I said, well, I, I do know why it's you're vaping. Yeah, so it's still available, it's still out there. Um, however, it's probably not the, the best way to deliver this uh, substance. So as a result, um, at least the company I'm affiliated with, um, we took that off of our uh, production line because we didn't wanna have that chance uh, that there may be an inflammatory condition. So you're absolutely correct. Um, and I, I, I painted a, a broad brush 
picture and I shouldn't have. Uh, but for uh, CBDA delivery, uh, we choose not to deliver it that way. And, and how is so now um, it's uh, classically it's called a tincture and you deliver it sublingually. Um, the way that I use mine and the way that I tell uh, my patients is um, for me, it's uh, I kiss my wife goodbye. I drop it underneath my tongue and then I've got a 20 minute drive to work. So it just sits there um, as long as I can without swallowing. So this way I get lymphatic absorption and that's the second best bioavailable way because it avoids that first pass phenomenon through the GI system and through the liver. Gotcha. So, so, so you're delivering it through um, these tinctures, uh, which are drops. And you were saying that this is, and it helps with musculoskeletal and uh, joint pain, correct? Correct. Correct. Tell us about that. So um, they found, and this is the part that's really exciting. At first, they thought that the endocannabinoid receptors resided primarily in the nervous system. And that's why it helped out with nervous disorders. And that's why the first drug came out, I think it's called Epidolex, something like that, okay. uh, for a very specific seizure disorder in kids. Um, and that's a, an FDA approved uh, prescription medication. Okay. And that's because they thought that these receptors were primarily just within the nervous system. Uh, but there was a study done um, by two researchers, um, I believe it was in Eastern Europe, uh, yep. uh, Ukraine or something like that. And they found out that these receptors um, were all over the body and the real exciting part was that there were receptors um, within the joint. So the joint capsule lining, uh, yeah. the endochondral surface, and the subchondral bone. So with that in mind, um, and with the high prevalence of arthritis and the high prevalence of joint disease in general, it got me thinking that this is probably something good to use. Um, a perfect case in point is my own wife. Um, the reason why I'm home from work today is because she just had arthroscopic surgery this morning mm -hmm. and um, she'll kill me for telling her age, uh, but she's 72 and the surgeon afterwards showed me pictures and he said, I've never seen a knee like this um, in someone as young as your wife. Um, that the chondral surface were pretty much pristine. Um, there were a few areas of fraying and that was associated with the meniscus tear. And she had been uh, going on with this for two and a half years now. Um, and then finally it was catching. And that's what prompted to say, okay, you gotta do something about this. So um, he did a minimal debridement, uh, but a large part of the inflammatory control was because of her using CBDA in both the oral form and a topical form that she would spread along the joint line. And because of the delivery system, um, it looks like it helped out with, again, those receptors that line the joint surface of the uh, chondral surface and then 
along the capsular lining. So how were you able to deliver it there specifically? Oh, so um, it's topical. Oh, just topical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's the, the beautiful thing. Injecting it, right? Well, here's the beautiful thing. Um, there was a study, it's an animal model. And what they did was they introduced a chemical irritant into the uh, little mouse knee. Um, and then they did a, a double arm study, placebo, um, and yeah. which is not really placebo because when you think about all the research on prolotherapy, right, and injecting okay. just normal saline, yeah. that actually has a, a healing effect. But anyway, that was their arm, that was their placebo arm, uh, normal saline. Um, and then they actually injected um, CBD into the joint, not CBDA, but CBD. Right. And they found right. out with just injecting CBD, it was able to reverse the inflammatory changes. So I, I anticipate a time um, when there's going to be an injectable CBD uh, component. It's just a matter of how can you make it in a sterile environment and how can you make it more aqueous um, and more, um, more um, hydrophilic as opposed to the lipophilic uh, nature of the, of the drug itself, of, of the CBD itself. Yeah, I mean, I figured they'd figure that out by now, but okay. Yeah, it, uh, you know, um, what we found out with the, the COVID vaccine is it takes a lot of money in order to bring something to market. Yeah. So companies aren't willing to risk uh, the dollars uh, for bringing something to market when there's already a flood, right? right. Uh, there's topicals, uh, diclofenac is a, is a topical NSAID. Um, so, um, and then there's also the injectable steroids, which are dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. So why would they wanna spend all the money in, in research development for something that may not work or more importantly it's gonna work but as soon as they bring it to market or hint that they're gonna bring it to market right everyone else is gonna do it and it's gonna be a knockoff right yeah yeah so who's gonna take the first arrow <laughs> exactly exactly and no pharmaceutical no pharmaceutical company wants to be on the bleeding edge of this no um, or like you said take the arrow yeah, yeah. yeah that's perfect we got all the arrows yeah. Uh, and, and so now you use this in your, your practice now, correct? I do. And um, also I have physician colleagues in uh, pain management practices um, that are doing this and in um, age management or functional medicine practices that are doing this. Um, my practice is primarily primary care. Mm -hmm. um, and because of my passion for musculoskeletal medicine, uh, things kind of gravitate towards me in the practice, uh, but I have specific colleagues in uh, pain management and in uh, functional medicine that are using it too. Gotcha. How to figure out uh, a quality product? Because there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of products out on the market. How do you know um, if you're using something that has, that, that's, that's beneficial? Sure. So uh, first of all, it should be organic. Um, second of all, uh, the whole process should be GMP, a uh, good manufacturing process. And, and will uh, you know that from the product? Uh, so not only should you know that from the product, but um, the next thing I was going to say is that they should have a analysis so that this way, you know what you're getting inside the bottle. 
um, and you should make sure that there are no impurities um, with it because um, when you're growing something that's plant-based, there could be pesticides, um, herbicides, and you want to make sure that it's void of those things. Uh, right. There could be things in the soil, uh, parasites, uh, bacteria. Uh, so you want to make sure that it's void of that too. Uh, so there should be some type of product analysis uh, for that. Um, and can you get that? Can you get that? Well, tinctures you have to have a prescription for, correct? No, no, you don't. As long as it is less than 0.3% THC, you don't need a prescription. Are you using products that have more THC or just, just CBD only, CBDA? It's, it's, it's primarily CBDA. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay, so you can get that without a prescription. Exactly. And you can, it, it, do, do they sell it in nutrition stores or where, where do you find this? So for me, it's a specific website okay. uh, that they go to um, that leads you to uh, the company that I'm buying my products from. Great. All right. You want to tell us about that company? Uh, sure. It's called CTFO, uh, Changing the Future Outcome. My specific uh, website, luke92.myctfo.com. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if I could uh, bring up faith-based stuff, but um, I believe that I'm supposed to be healing. Uh -huh. So hence the name Luke92. Then go there. Um, and they can uh, purchase it um, off of that. And uh, they can find on the front uh, leading page, uh, CBDA specifically. Got it. Very good. Well, that sounds very interesting. And uh, have I missed anything? Have we covered all everything? Uh, yeah, yeah, we have. Excellent. Well, and if somebody wants to get in touch with you to ask questions, how, how would they get in touch with you? So my email is J-O-C-K. O-C-C-D-O-C at hotmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. And that's the best way to get in touch with you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. That's my personal email. Um, I scan it every day. Um, I scan my junk mail every day okay. uh, because sometimes things wind up in there. Yes. Um, but if anyone has any questions, um, yeah, don't hesitate to um, either uh, email me or they can go to that website, luke92.myctfo.com uh, for more information about that. Well, Dr. Zini, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate all the information. And uh, for those of you who are uh, looking for some good quality CBA. Thank you. <laughs> CBDA now. Now they've added so many letters. It's going to be, you know, it's like a formula. Um, we can, uh, we now know how to get it. So thank, thank you so much for your time and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you very much, Dr. Carter. Appreciate your time and especially for being a medical influencer. That's going to be <laughs> beneficial. Appreciate it. Thank you.